What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You are listening to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Make this show your first listen every single day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. So why don't you start your days with it? Make it your first listen. It's Locked on Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, we are digging into a favorite stat of this podcast, the Dameless Minutes. It has been a tradition for many, many moons, dating back several seasons, that when Damian Lillard sits, the Blazers hemorrhage points. And this year is no different. And in fact, since Damian Lillard has been back, uh, since he, is, he has returned from injury over 11 games, it has been a trend that has really cost them in a couple games and just showed up heavily basically every single night. Uh, the, the point of this exercise is not to tell you that the Blazers are better when Damian Lillard is on the court. You you know that, right? You're listening to a daily podcast about the Portland Trailblazers. You get the basics of it. I want to dig into more of the nitty-gritty and then close the show offering some solutions for how they get there, um, how, how they improve, um, how, how they get better with what the issues are. Uh, like, dameless minutes are, are not just solely the minutes the Blazers play without Dame. Like, looking at raw plus minus throughout the year, the Blazers are plus 121 with Dame on the court and minus 110 with him off it. They, they aren't very good when he sits. But that includes the 12 games he's missed this season. Uh, even if you just look at on-off numbers in terms of, like, offensive and defensive rating, they are significantly worse on offense when Dame sits and and a little bit worse, uh, maybe surprisingly a little bit worse, when... Um, when on defense when he sits like they're just they're better all the way around when he is in the game um that has there's some obvious reasons for it dame plays with the starters dame plays with the best lineup they have um dame makes his teammates better all of that is all of that is obvious um and not like not groundbreaking and i don't mean to pitch it as such really where the idea of dameless minutes came from it's something i came up probably two or three seasons ago hard to remember how time works these days but a couple years ago a few years ago is it started when cj mccollum would get hurt and it was just like listen the blazers are down their second best dude the minutes they play without Damian Lord are going to be so crucial to their success. But then I started just kind of tracking it all of the time. And this year it has been, um, it has been telling yet again. So what I am tracking as opposed to sort of just, um, raw plus minus is Dame's plus minus relative to the score, how his teammates do when he's off the court in individual games. Um, I don't care about it cumulative. I don't even really care about it um, from quarter, to, like beyond quarter to quarter. Like in some ways it's like they got, they, they got roughed up in the second quarter. They got roughed up in the fourth quarter. Those are separate events. But I, 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 I am looking at these minutes as individual games, what the Blazers do when Damian Lillard is on the bench, not games that he's not available. That another important caveat here with the Dameless minutes thing. If the Blazers get outscored with Dame on the court, like if is his plus minus in the negative, they get rolled. That's it and that's all. Like they're going to get blown out. And that's why the Dameless minutes matter because typically Portland wins the minutes when Dame's on the court. And so it's how can they hold serve? How can they be a little bit better within the minutes that he sits? If if Dame, if they're going to get, if they're getting crushed, they're getting smoked like they get, did against Dallas with Dame on the court, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. They've already, like the, the, the Dameless minutes are no longer meaningful because the Dame full minutes have, they got blasted and the game's over. Um, 
Over the last 11 games, the Blazers have outscored their opponents with Dame on the bench twice. Twice in 11 games. Twice. They were plus two in seven minutes in the first meeting with the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, a game that was they won uh, that was pretty close. Uh, the game that they, they beat them by, ended up beating by six. And they were plus nine in nine minutes in San Antonio to kick off that road trip, a game they ended up winning by 16. So they were plus seven with Dame on the court and outscored the Spurs by nine with Dame with Dame off it. That's it. In the last 11 games, twice, just twice, have they outscored the opposition with Dame on the bench. Um, you know, there's there's... I am sort of normalizing in my own way for garbage time. If Dame's been subbed out of the game, I'm no longer counting plus minus. So in... In uh, against the Pacers when when Dame came back, Pacers outscored the Blazers by 13 in 14 minutes pre-garbage time. Dame was plus 30 that night, and it was close because they couldn't handle the Pacers when Dame sat. Um, in Houston, the game that the the they they got rolled by Dallas minus 14 with Dame on the court, down 25 when when they pulled the plug with midway through the third quarter. Dameless minutes not important. All of the minutes were bad. Keep it moving. In Houston on that uh, the Saturday night of that road trip, the Blazers were minus 16 in 16 minutes with Dame on the bench. But they also had this meltdown in the final three minutes where they just gave up 10 points in about two minutes and 45 seconds with Dame on the bench and they had to bring Dame back. So even if you take those out, if you just say, okay, the meltdown is like it's with deep bench Greg Brown and Jabari Walker on the bench. Like it's just not a good measure of what the Blazers like functional bench looks like. I, I probably agree with that. They were minus seven in 13 minutes against the Houston Rockets with Dame on the bench. That's no good. In Denver, uh, the the um, to close that road trip, got outscored by 10 and nine and a half minutes on the bench. Though the Dame was minus three in that game. You're going to lose the games when Dame gets outscored. In general, they have struggled. But the only loss that I think is like truly egregious during the stretch is that first Denver game at home when Jamal Murray hits a game winner to uh, to to send the Blazers home in a, in a struggle. Portland was outscored by 12 points in a 11 and a half minutes with Dame on the bench. They were plus 11 with Dame in the game. They they basically he sat for two five and a half minute stretches. They lost those minutes. They lose the game. And then in Charlotte on Monday evening, Dame sat for 10 minutes. Played, played too many minutes, played 38 minutes. The Hornets outscored the Blazers by 10 points in those 10 minutes with Dame on the bench. Portland won by 11. Dame's plus 21 in the game, and and the bench gives up to the Hornets, gets outscored by 10 in just 10 short minutes. And, and it becomes a thing where, you know, uh, Dame didn't even play that well, but, like, him on the court helps. And they needed a monster second half from Yusuf Nurkic to get there. The dameless minutes have been an issue. And some of it is um, just the reality of the team right now. Like, they're just missing folks. And and, and we're going to talk about the injuries and stuff more in the show. But, like, this is has been an issue for several seasons. It continues to be a se- an issue this year. When Dame sits, pretty much regardless who, of who is on the court, whatever combination of starters plus bench guys are on the court... It has been an issue. So the answer is like, what do they need? Well, it'd be better if they got healthy. Um, they probably use just a little, a little more shooting, um, like some play finishers off the bench. I don't, I don't know if they need another scorer necessarily, like capital S, but they could use another dude who can score. And by that, I mean like someone who doesn't need the ball in their hands to score. A shooter uh, would probably be more valuable. But short of that, uh, I, I think it's worth 
thinking about some solutions that they can actually make with the roster they actually have. Uh, so in the second segment, the third segment, close the show, I want to dig more into the Dame on the bench minutes and then offer some solutions for how they can improve in that, in that time. Before we do that, before we talk solutions... I'll tell you that this episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. It's daily fantasy made easy. I play Prize Picks. I use the app, but you can also use their website. And how it works is that you pick between two and six players, and if they go over or under the projection set by Prize Picks, you can win your money. I play, like I said, play in the app, and I play NBA because I know NBA. You, I pick some. I pick some players in my entry. Uh, I usually don't call my shot and say I'm going to get all five for five right. I usually go four out of five. Kind of, you can hedge your bets. You win a little bit less money, but you can, it's it's a fun way to say, I'm mostly going to be correct. And you're just picking you against the projection set by price pick. So if you're playing basketball like I do, it's going to be points. It's going to be rebounds. Uh, it's going to be assists. You go over or under that line and you can win some money. You can make entries super fast and get your money quickly once you win. So why don't you download price picks app right now? Go to prizepicks.com, sign up today to play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match of up to $100 with the promo code LOCKEDON. If you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. You deposit $50, PrizePix will give you $50. Don't forget, enter that promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for the instant deposit match at prizepicks.com. All right. Let's get into the Blazers bench, a unit that has struggled. In fact, the Blazers have the lowest bench scoring total in the league this year. They're averaging just 24.8 points per game off the bench. The worst mark in the league. The worst mark in the league. You've probably watched enough of their games at this point that you say, yeah, it feels like that, dude. I don't need you to tell me. So I'm not going to hammer that point home. In fact, I think total bench points, raw bench points is is somewhat misleading. Uh, good teams, very good teams, teams that are going to win the championship. The, the Milwaukee Bucks, 21st in the league in bench scoring. The Boston Celtics, 19th in the league in bench scoring, like bottom 10, bottom 11 in the league in bench scoring. It speaks more to the composition of the roster. Teams that are like notoriously top-heavy rely on a, a few individuals to generate most of their points that it's going to be that way. I don't think raw bench totals um, necessarily indicate that the Blazers necessarily illustrate the Blazers' woes. But yeah, let's be clear. The bench doesn't have a lot of scores. It could use more dudes who could score. Absolutely, um, it is... Uh, it is indicative that the Blazers aren't very good on scoring off the bench, but if the Blazers were, say, like 23rd as opposed to 30th, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. We're talking four more points a night. Um, I think the way to to fix this is not to say, like, well, you just need Keon Johnson and Shaden Sharp to play better. But I also think that the easiest solution to everything in the league and everything basketball is pretty simple. Just play better is like always the best solution. It's just asking a 19 and a 20 year old to just like just play better is maybe a little bit unfair. I think really the way to, um, to avoid, to mitigate some of the, this bench line, this bench group does not have enough buckets, like even healthy. Um, Justice Winslow's out. Nazir Little's out. Gary Payton might come back Friday, but we'll see. But like, even if you had the, that whole dude's full boat, 
it's not a lot of offense. Uh, you're adding, you're getting better. Um, you have more better players, but uh, it's not like Justice Winslow has been a very good offensive player this year. It's not like Gary Payton offers a lot of offense, period, even at his peak. And Nazir Little, in theory, is going to, would have provided that, but has not with consistency throughout his career. Um, even at, even at full strength, this this team would be lacking a little bit of scoring punch, specifically off the bench, uh, albeit with a lot better t- a lot better defensive versatility off the bench. I think they'd be uh, undoubtedly way better. But I I think a way to think about like what is the actual problem with the minutes when Dame is on the bench is not just like they don't have enough scores and look at the four dudes who start on who start out of the game and are going to come into the game in the nine-man rotation, it's to think about the actual combinations on the court. That's right. It is a classic case of who plays and when. Uh, Since Justice Winslow's been down, Chauncey Billups has a tough go of it, right? He just has a young end of the bench. Um, he's, he's, He's searching for what works. He has like a a five-man starting group that really works and, and not a lot of other potent combinations. But one of the things that he's done that he he actually went away from in that Charlotte game, and I think the Charlotte game is a great example of that, is that he'd been playing this Avery Simons plus the bench lineups to begin. Um, He'd play to close the, the second quarter and then to open the fourth quarter. Damian Lord, Keon Johnson, Shaden Sharp, Trenton Watford, Drew Eubanks. That group hasn't played very much together, but it has hemorrhaged points. They've played 19 minutes together, according to NBA.com. Cleaning the glass says they've played 25 total possessions together, and their net rating is minus 23, getting outscored by 23 points per 100 possessions. Raw plus minus wise, that's they've been outscored by 7 points in 19 minutes. Quite frankly, not as bad as I thought, but... Um, not great against Charlotte on uh, Monday evening in the second quarter when when Shaden Sharp checked in and they they went to that lineup with Ant Keon Sharp Trenna Watford and Eubanks the Blazers were up one when Sharp checked in when he checked out they were down eight he played six minutes and 15 seconds in the first to the second quarter of the this pretty normal stretch for what he's going to play is how you get your 12 minutes a night how you get your 13 minutes a night three and three to 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 end and begin the quarters it got outscored by nine points. They went from winning to down eight and kind of had to scramble to uh, that, you know, a tough close to that quarter with, with, with the youngsters on the court with, and then they had, did not start particularly well to open the second quarter. Things stabilized. They ended up finding themselves down by as many as 14 in that second quarter. As the, as the starters came back, they ended up cutting it to just uh, six at halftime. Then they came out and walloped them in the third quarter and, uh, Chauncey Billups did not go back to that look with Ant, Keon, and uh, and Shaden Sharp. And to me, that's the mitigation of the bench struggles. Putting a 19-year-old and a 20-year-old next to Anthony Simons on the wings, it's that that three-guard look is just not going to work. So you have to find some other solutions, be it on the roster or in some sort of future land off of the roster. But for now, I think you have to admit like, Hmm. We don't have a lot of scoring punch off the bench, avoiding lineups with four bench dudes on the court at all times, and particularly four bench dudes plus Anthony Simons, um, where you're going to be, you know, so reliant on Ant scoring in a way that is is maybe unfair to Ant. Um, like, d- avoid that look. So what Chauncey do? He avoided that look it, against Charlotte. He brought Trenton Watford and Drew Eubanks back a little, uh, brought them in earlier in the um, in in the third quarter, and then he opened the fourth with Nurk 
and Jeremy Grant on the court. He never went to that shade and sharp look. Um, Chauncey Billups opened the second quarter the same thing with Nurk and Grant on the on the court, except he subs them back out and kind of rotates uh, another run for Trenton Watford and Drew Eubanks. I assume he he maybe he wanted to get to that and just chose not to because Nurk was rolling and Jeremy Grant was rolling too. And then it was like, okay, well, there's four minutes left. I kind of just missed that sub pattern. The guys played too much. They played too many minutes. Like every starter played north of 36 minutes. That's too many. Um, it's it's not a long-term solution. It might be a near-term solution for the Blazers' reality, but there has to be some other solutions. That's what I want to do to close the show. Realistically, knowing that you need to avoid that young three-guard lineup and knowing that uh, you want to have less lineups with four bench players on the court. What's a realistic way to avoid that in general? I, I got I got at least one basic idea um, that can get you at least pointed in the right direction, albeit imperfect. That's what I want to do to close the show. Talk about that imperfect idea for how to how to maximize your the maximize the Blazers function in the Dameless minutes because the Dameless minutes have been a problem. I got a solution to make the Dameless Minutes a less of a problem. That's what we'll do to close the show. But first, bet online. Fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action, whatever that action is. They got basketball, in-game, pre-game, futures. They got NHL bets. They got MLB futures. They got soccer now that we're back in action. Golf, tennis, combat sports, whatever it is. Plus, they got news, analysis, even podcasts to help make you a smarter, better. So why not go to their website right now? You can visit on your computer, visit on your mobile device, and, uh, you know, find more lines, more props, more odds than anywhere else. That's Bet Online, where the game starts. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Lasers. So, the worst bench in the league, uh, a lineup that Chauncey Billups tried out for three halves, basically twice against Denver and then the first half against Charlotte and said, okay, this doesn't work. I'm going to just roll with my dudes and and trust trust my starters. And they brought it home and were really, really good. What do you do to avoid the 38 plus minutes for every starter in the lineup? One, in the near term, it might be hard to do so. And like, I recognize this, like the, the, if you're, you know, this is a who plays and when thing, a thing that I think is the most important thing a coach does. The lineups on the floor matter. The dudes out are, once you put the dudes out there, they play. But if you put bad lineups out there, they can only do so much. Um, Billups did a good job putting a more, more good lineups out there, but it's just too many. But again, it's going to be hard in the near term. Um, Gary Payton is like, maybe going to play on Friday is reported by Chris Haynes of Bleach Report that he was targeting this week to return when he didn't when he was ruled out Monday it's like they only play one more game <laughs> is he going to play Friday is he going to play Friday at Golden State when he's expected to get his championship ring from the Warriors I don't know frankly um I think the best way to treat the Gary Payton injury right now is to assume that he doesn't play and be really excited when he does. That's what we'll do on the podcast. But like, let's assume that Payton is is not out out there. If he is in in the future, this solves a lot of their problems because I think you can slide Payton to play the four, and that's the spot the Blazers are having trouble with. Is like that three four cusp. Who plays small forward in the in the bench lineup, and then who plays power forward? Um, that's the issue. Justice Winslow's out. He's, he's going to be reevaluated in two weeks from a pretty severe ankle sprain. Obviously it could be worse, but like, 
you're, you're not going to have Justice Winslow for at least two weeks. Uh, Nazir Little is out until at least the middle of January and likely longer. Like he's, he's, they said he'd be out at least six weeks. That timeline is the middle of January. When we get to the middle of January, I, we'll probably get another health update, right? Um, I did see from Sean Hyken of the Rose Garden Report that uh, Nazir Little was, you know, getting shots up prior to, uh, prior to the game on Monday night. That's a good sign, but Timeline's a timeline. We're talking even if it all works out well and everyone hits, um, everyone comes back right at the exact moment that they were are available to, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> like we've done this saga with Gary Payton long enough that like thinking about Blazers and injury timelines seems a little bit um, goofy. But like even if everybody's back right on time, we're talking two full weeks from right now, more than two weeks from right now. Um, to get everybody back in the lineup. So you're talking at least two weeks shorthanded where the Dameless minutes are still going to be an issue. So I think, you know, I think you got to get creative. I think it probably means that Shaden Sharp's minutes get squeezed a little bit. He's just struggled in December. Um, you know, he was he was playing okay early in the year, showing and you have just these moments of real promise. He has had, uh, you know, a couple weeks now where he has been a pretty bad basketball player. He's 19. He's new to the league. Like, this is, it's just, it's rookies, um, it's, it's a tough adjustment, and it's an even tougher adjustment for a dude like him who just hasn't played a ton of high-level basketball, very little high-level basketball. I still think he's going to be a very good basketball player. Um, I still want him to play on, you know, most nights, but I think he needs to play a little bit less. So we're talking, like, eight or 10 minutes a night, like a, and shorten the rotation to about eight guys. But it means you need more from Keon and more from Trend and a little more from Drew Eubanks. On some nights, playing eight-man rotation that features Drew Eubanks, Keon Johnson, and Trent Watford heavily means you are going to be outgunned. I get it. That's why mitigating the heavy bench lineups is incredibly, incredibly important. And one of the ways I think that I would like to specifically see the Blazers avoid that three-guard look with Keon, Shaden Sharp, and Ants, which I think is really the the one that's tough defensively, the one that's really, really brutal defensively, is um, Keon is a good defender, but what he does is stay in front of the ball. So when his teammates, uh, Amphrey Simons and Shaden Sharp, can't keep the ball in front of them, his skills aren't really best utilized. He's not this help clean up your mistakes type defender. He's the lock it down in front of you. Well, just choose the other guy. Like, it's a pretty easy solution. So even Keon's gifts on defense he doesn't get to utilize them because he's not playing with as good a help, as good a help defenders, as good a rim protectors. Trenton Watford and, and Drew Eubanks is just not enough rim protection, particularly in front of those group. So avoid that group at all costs. And so I think one of the simplest ways that I see they, they could get there, and I know this is teetering on like tell an NBA coach how to coach. I don't want to do that. <laughs> Chauncey Billups forgot more about basketball today than I've ever known in my lifetime. Like it's, I'm like, I am, I'm a dude in the basement. I, I know who I am. I'm a dude in the basement. But like one solution I have cooked up in my basement is a, is the first sub, uh, which had been over the last couple games. Obviously it's a very small sample size, but like since Justice Winslow's got hurt and the reality of the roster is that Trenton Watford and Keon would be the first two guys that come in and Jeremy Grant and Amphrey Simons would go out and then they would bring, um, Ant and Jeremy back and allow them to play with the second unit. Um, Ant would come back at that, you know, three minute mark for Dame after Dame played the first nine minutes. You've seen it before. You know what it is. My solution is to bring Trenton Watford in for Josh Hart 
and have Josh Hart be the guy that goes out with with Jeremy Grant or goes out with Amphrey Simons, excuse me. And that way, Josh Hart can come back. You can sneak uh, minute, more minutes with him as the uh, as as your small forward with the bench group. And I think that gets you there. That means that it's going to be um, maybe some, maybe the first time all year you don't play for a full 48 minutes with one of Dame or Amphrey Simons on the court. Cause you might have to, to get Shaden Sharp, his minutes in the first half, have a brief spell, two minutes with Josh Hart and Shaden Sharp. That might be untenable. That might be a mistake. So you get rid of it. And that means that Shaden Sharp might get pinched altogether or, or, and this is the other solution, the radical idea is you bring Sharp in earlier and let him play with the starters in the Victor Claver, Alan Crab role, where young players who are struggling or young players who are going to, who are, if they are left out as exposed in lesser lineups would get, would have trouble, put them with the best players. So instead of subbing in Keon and um, and Trenton Watford, just bring in Shaden Sharp with that first sub. Bring him in so he plays those minutes next to Dame. He plays those minutes next to Josh Hart. He plays those minutes next to Nurk. And some of his struggles are mitigated and you still have his cutting and his spacing and the things that he does and makes him really special. But you just have him with better teammates. Those are my two solutions. They are imperfect. One, because you're still going to get caught with like too many small guys on the floor because you don't have enough, um, you don't have enough threes and fours on the healthy threes and fours available on the roster. I think the other obvious solution is just like play Jabari Walker some minutes, but I'll say this, Jabari Walker looks like a 20 year old rookie and I don't look at this Blazers roster and say, how can they get more youngsters on the court? I like Jabari Walker. I think he's going to be a good player. I think he's going to end up being an NBA player from the second round. Um, Just like if you're trying to make the playoffs and win a bunch of games um, with the current construction you have, I don't think more Jabari Walker is necessarily the answer. Although I wouldn't be opposed to it. Um, I would just uh, be skeptical that it would work. I like I would say, hey, sure, it's a, it's worth an experiment with the belief that going in is like, I think this is, we know how this goes because playing any youngsters is hard in the league. Playing 20-year-olds is tough in the NBA if you want to win in the play, want to win and be a, be a playoff type team. But the solutions aren't perfect because of the lack of threes and fours. And the solutions aren't perfect because if you want to play Shaden Sharp and you want to play nine guys, at some point you do probably have to play Keon Johnson, Shaden Sharp, and one of Damian Lord or Amphrey Simons on the court. That's three guards. I would rather it be Dame. I would just straight up rather it be Damian Lord because I think he can keep the team afloat better. That's the, my solution to the Dameless minutes. The most detrimental guys in the rotation. I don't think Keon's been bad, quite frankly. Shaden Sharp hasn't been very good. Keon's been fine. Um, he's just he's he's the size that he is. He's like he's much more point guard than he is small forward. He's he, that's just the truth. Play the lesser players more with Dame and less with Ant. Play, sub them in early if you have to. Switch up the rotation such that Jeremy Grant and Trent and Watford share the court a little bit more together. It's something that um, uh, Chauncey has done more over the last couple games than he has all season, mostly by necessity. I think there's ways to mitigate it. But I also think it kind of is going to be still a struggle and something I'm going to track moving forward is how the Blazers do with Dame off the court. The Dameless minutes don't determine every single game because the Blazers can win some nights even if they're giving up a bunch of points pre-garbage time with Dame on the bench. But they make all of games harder if you lose them. 
and they make the games where you're already struggling with Dame on the court impossible to win. They turn tough games into blowouts, and they turn should-be wins into closer contests. So mitigating those Dameless minutes, making them easier and more tenable, and just and just making them more competitive is the Blazers' path to being a better team in the new year. That's going to do it for today's show. Come back for tomorrow's show. We're going to look ahead to the January schedule where things get a little bit easier. Uh, we will... Um, We'll have some fun. It's Lockdown Blazers. That's what we do here. We get you ready. Blazers don't play again until Friday, so um, we'll we'll still have shows. We'll we'll talk we'll talk about the team. We'll talk about the league. Come back and join us. Tell your friends to do the same. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon. <laughs>